0: Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North.
1: Welcome in, Loons fans, to another week of Loon Talk here on Score North's Loon Talk podcast. You can find us anywhere you want to find your podcast. Give us a rating, and review, and subscription. It does help us get found. I'm Jonathan Harrison alongside Dan Terhar. We are the radio broadcast team for all Minnesota United matches on Score North. Dan, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right.
0: Monday night, and we're getting ready for a Wednesday night game, and a, absolutely, and we're down to the final push of the season. It's going to be crazy for the next three weeks.
1: Uh, crazy for the entire month of October, because I was looking ahead yeah. at the schedule. Seven games in October. My goodness,
0: <laughs> lot there will be so many things that we think right now we know that we will find out by the right. end of October. We didn't know
1: the printer. <laughs> the printer that's sitting right next to me on my desk right yeah. now is going to get a lot of work throughout the month of October.
0: There'll be, there'll be, there'll be good things. There'll be great things. And there'll be some bad things. Just (laughs) count on it. It's the way it goes.
1: Well, let's jump right into the good things. It was a, another very good weekend for Minnesota, a two nil win this time over the Houston dynamo, a rather expected result though. It was a little messy at times, but it started off really great for Minnesota. Let's jump right into this match. Uh, starting off talking about the two goals, uh, Robin Lode getting the goal within the first minute, within the first 51 seconds to be exact. Uh, his That goal really started with his movement. He had dropped a bit back to where Reynoso was, like right alongside Reynoso. And that drew in the Houston defenders. Reynoso got the ball out to Fragapane on the left. And Robin Lode saw that and he's like, all right, I'm just going to run in behind those defenders. <laughs> Fragapane saw the run and connected with Lode. And Lode was able to chip it past uh, Michael Nelson for the first goal of the game in the 50, 51st second of the match.
0: Yeah, it was it was really before you got settled in. It was just bang right. bang and uh and you, you know, when you hope when you go into a match and, and we were talking in the pregame about how, you know, scoring first for the rest of the season, it, it, for all season it's huge, but now here during the stretch for playoff positions, scoring first is huge and you know, I meant, you know, 25th minute scoring <laughs> early, you know, not not 51 <laughs> seconds in. So, yeah, and and that that set the pace early and uh you wonder if that didn't cause minnesota to relax a little bit yeah um and i can tell you one thing houston didn't quit uh, no. they 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 really worked hard to get back in it. and and to be honest they deserved probably to to get back in that match
1: and yeah uh, they deserved a goal or two and we'll talk about yeah. that later on in the show i mean we've got we've got the review coming up we'll preview a little bit we'll get to look across the league another coach firing in the league i think that makes it six <laughs> i think six Is it in this six- season
0: is it six it's, already?
1: Wow. I'm going to have to do the math in my head, but I think it's up to six at this point. It's a ridiculous number for how many teams or how how many teams we have in the league. Um, but yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to all that, including a very interesting write that down coming up later. Uh, yeah. But Yeah. As you mentioned, Houston probably deserved a goal or two in this match um, and they did not give up. Minnesota didn't give up on the scoring either in the first half, in the first 20 minutes. Uh, just 15 minutes later, Ethan Finley, gets the second goal of the match. Sloppy but wonderful goal is the probably the best way to describe it. Finley and Lode tried to play a quick one-two to each other in the Houston box, but Tim Parker cut it out. Unfortunately for Parker, the ball gets stuck in his feet, and Ethan Finley's re- legitimately right on his back to grab the ball away from him and just chip it over Michael Nelson for, for the second goal of the game.
0: Yeah, that one was um, the hard work and the awareness of where to be. So much yeah. of being a forward— uh, is knowing where to be and when to be there and i I don't ever look at those goals as being lucky that's that's a guy working hard yeah. and knowing where he should be and for for the for Parker, the defender, you know he had one touch to make that right mm-hmm. and he didn't get the first touch right and sometimes and we've seen it happen with our middle backs sometimes you know it is that much it's it's if you can turn and redirect the ball on that first touch you're probably going to be okay. He wasn't able to do that just because of his, you know, his body positioning and uh, Ethan Finley got a, uh, an Ethan Finley is what he got. So
1: yeah, that the way that one worked out and played out, it felt very much like a hockey goal where it's just all hard work, grit, just fighting, fighting in the box and just trying to get where you need to go and get the ball and try and get that one last, be the last person to touch it as it's on its way to the net. And Ethan Finley did exactly that on that one. And, like I said, it wasn't it wasn't the cleanest goal. It's not gonna although it's not the sloppiest goal of the weekend. We saw that in the Sporting Kansas City Seattle <laughs> yeah, match. There's, that one was much ridiculous. <laughs> but Ethan Finley and Minnesota United will take it on their way to a two-nil win. Um the quickness which with they fired into two quick goals was impressive. As you mentioned, uh we talked about it in our pre-match show on Score North. That they needed to set the tone early, and 51 seconds was a dream start for Minnesota. <laughs> it's basically getting back at Houston for what Houston did to Minnesota down in Houston at the end of at the end of August. Yeah, it, you know those those
0: goals are almost too early because you have got a lot of yeah. fans that are still grabbing their their last beer <laughs> right. and and trying yeah. to get some cheese curds and and then and the place goes nuts. I don't even know if the guys with the uh, with the smoke bombs were ready, so uh, it was it was really fast. There's a lot of people spilling beers at that end at that end of the stadium, so it, it's it's a great start. I, I what I was left with after the match is, I would have bet any amount of money that they were going to score a third goal for a second match in a row um, to get to that early. And not get a third was yeah. well. That was a little bit indicative of, w- of the way the play went in the in the second half because it wasn't that it really wasn't very good in the second half.
1: Absolutely, and we we talked about it that it felt at times that Minnesota should have had a couple more goals, especially in the first half. They should have had a couple more goals just with the way they were playing. But it was it almost felt like there was a little bit of sloppiness there that they had let off a little bit after the, getting up two goals. And we heard from the coaching staff that. Uh, at halftime, the team themselves, the players themselves weren't happy with that first half performance despite getting those two early goals and keeping Houston out of it. They weren't happy with how they played. And I don't imagine after the second half with how <laughs> much Houston controlled the game in the second half and how many chances they had, they would have been happy after that one. So despite the result, there's still a lot left to be worked on.
0: Yeah, it was nothing like the uh, the 90-minute win previous to that. Um, yeah. This was much different. Um, you know, sometimes you play down to your competition. Houston's been struggling. Uh, I mean, they've played decent as of late, but as a season, as a whole, Houston is, is struggling. And um, But, you know, I, they again, if this was reversed, we would be talking about how we deserve better, we yeah. should have scored. And, and trust me, we've had so many of those matches this year. <laughs> really, where we have. We've had, you know, we've had a dozen shots and one on net, and we lose, you know, a close match. So... We know what it feels like, but yeah, Houston deserved better. They uh, they worked right up to the very end. They didn't give up. Darwin Cantero, Darwin you could tell, wanted so bad to put something in the score column against his former team. And by the way, everything was very respectful. He yep. got a nice little cheer when he came out for warm-ups, and uh, when he left after the uh, match, he got a nice cheer from the crowd. So uh, there's no uh, no hard feelings there at all, at least that you could see visibly. So... Uh, you know, they, they tried, they wanted to get something going and they just couldn't. And, you know, like I said, we've been on the other side of that where we've deserved a lot better than we've gotten. And uh, and so you just take your lumps. And that's the nice thing about being at home. That might've been a different story down in Houston.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we've, and I think you mentioned it a little bit ago that uh, it almost felt like they were playing down to their competition. And we've seen Mm -hmm. that time and time again from this team, unfortunately, this season that, and I know I mentioned it a while ago on this podcast that, when you're a team that's trying to get into those upper echelons of the league uh, and you have to, and these are games you must win and must dominate, sometimes you find yourself, as you're trying to get to that next level, that you find yourselves playing down to your competition sometimes and it still feels like they're playing down to their competition a little bit too much because you saw how much they raised their level against the Galaxy and unfortunately, it didn't work. It didn't work out against Seattle. They play, They tried playing up to their competition mm-hmm. against Seattle. It didn't work out. They just didn't show up against Sporting Kansas City. Unfortunately, but oftentimes they'll play to the level of their competition. Still, for some reason, instead of just taking the game to them. And luckily enough, they got away with it on on Saturday.
0: Yeah, and, and your your good teams, your your top teams year in and year out on the top of the uh, the East and the West are those teams that at home don't have that problem. Yeah. You know, you're going to go on the road and 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 it can be first place versus last place in either conference and you know you're going to be in for a struggle cuz you're on the road and you're hoping to get a result. But at home, right, and if this was a road game and they played like that, I'd be thrilled. You know, if they if they had right. played this game in Houston and played kind of kind of sloppy in the second half and but still won uh 2-0, I'd be thrilled. It's just at home, I expect a little more in that second half. But again, here we are down the stretch. You need three points. They got them. The job is done, and and uh, you continue
1: to, to try and move up now from here. And Minnesota um, relying heavily throughout the, the second half, and especially the last 10 minutes on Tyler Miller. It felt like the defense almost let off a little bit too much at the end of the match. Um, yeah. Tyler Miller facing a number of shots and coming up huge in those final 10 minutes. Came up with eight saves on the night. I think that's easily probably his most in one game this season. Um, He's just been absolutely massive for this team, but he was. uh, We'll get to his season-long performance here in a bit, but he was outstanding on Saturday night. Yeah, you
0: don't want to do that. Such a huge contrast from the end of this match, as opposed to the one the Wednesday before, where we didn't give the LA Galaxy even a sniff. Uh, They 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 had all the possession time in the second half. Minnesota sat back, and they just they didn't allow any successful in balls. The, The crosses were immediately cleared and it was really pretty, pretty weak. Uh, This was different. This uh, Minnesota allowed chances. They, they got inside uh, inside the 18 and they were able to get some good quality shots off and Tyler Miller had to make some big saves. So completely different uh, second halves in those back-to-back wins. And so now you kind of got to go, okay, you know, you're on the road coming up, and you've got to, you know, get back to the way you were against the LA Galaxy. So, but what we're finding out is the LA Galaxy not such a big deal right now. So, <laughs> we'll get
1: to we'll get yeah. to them more later on when we look across the league at some of the other scores from the weekend. Um, but the Tyler Miller thing. Uh, it leads me to my one big question of the week. Hit the sounder, Dan. One big question. Ooh, question there we go. Question, Got question, bigger. Question, question. Is Tyler Miller the best goalkeeper in the league? I know we talked about it during the match itself that we feel like he's underrated. Looking at the stats, I'm willing to contend that he is up. he should be in the conversation for best goalkeeper in the league. You look at his stats right now. He's got uh let me bring up where my notes are and Lewins have the fifth best goals against in the league despite giving up despite two games of 4-0 efforts uh giving up four goals um Miller Those has, were not
0: Tyler Miller matches.
1: One of them was. Well, the one first one was. wasn't, but the right. Sporting Kansas City one was. Uh That's Miller right. Right. Miller had 60 saves on the season. It's kind of, uh I it's there's so many Other keepers with a lot more saves at this point in the season, but that's not really where I'm going with this. 19 goals against, which I believe is up there for one of the best in the league among keepers who have started over, what, like 20 matches or starting a majority of their team's matches. Uh, Nine clean sheets on the season, third best in the league. He's got the best goals against per 90, and he's got the best save percentage in the league. He legitimately is up there and putting up one of the best goalkeeping uh, seasons or goalkeeping uh, performances this season among all keepers in the league. He should definitely be in the
0: conversation. I felt that for, for quite a while now. Yeah. Uh I I, in fact, I think I first started feeling that way at the at the All Star break. Yeah. Because I thought, you know what? You need you need to go. If you're going with one more goalie, he should be it. And I don't know that he would have. Here's what I think is going on there is the people look at the wrong stats. We've talked about uh defenders and mm-hmm. why Michael Boxell isn't a finalist for Defender of the Year, at least one of the tops every year. Is they look – for a defender, for some reason, people look at how many goals and assists they have. Shouldn't even come up. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, Ike Opara scored a couple of goals his last year with us, and, and, and that's why he won that award. Um They want goals, and I don't care if my middle back scores goals. It's great if he does. So with Tyler Miller, here's what I think it is. I think it's because Minnesota is – not in the top four hasn't really been at all this year in either conference. I think if if Minnesota was at the All Star break, if Minnesota was number two, let's say in the West, I think it changes everything. I think they're looking at the at the standings table rather than just looking at what the goalie's done. Right. So, um, and I think that's wrong. I don't care if if a goalie's putting up those kind of numbers and his team is in you know ninth place. I don't care. He's still doing a great job. And uh, wins and losses, it should be more about his numbers and and what he's actually doing in each match and not whether or not the team in front of him is good. If anything, you should have more respect for a goaltender that puts up numbers when he's got a lousy team in front of him because it's harder, you know? So um, I think, yeah, I think he's in the conversation. And, you know, we don't get a chance much to see the goalies in the East. We get almost no chance to see them. So it's hard to compare without actually seeing them play and, and, and watching them closely as to whether or not he's the best in the league. But yeah, in the conversation, absolutely.
1: And I think the guy who's probably going to lead the race just because of name recognition and what he's done this year for the U S men's national team is Matt Turner of new England. But you look at his numbers, he's got only four clean sheets this season, despite starting 22 games for the best team in the league. Right. And now, now we know that and- now, now we know that keeping a clean sheet isn't just on the goalkeeper, but I mean, he's right. got one of the best teams in front of him, and has only managed to keep four clean sheets on the season. Tyler Miller, not really almost not really the most stable team in front of him all season long, and he's a lot and he's kept nine clean sheets on the season. Has the best save, one of the best save percentages in the league, if not the best. I mean, he's up there tied. Uh, let me pull up the numbers. Here. Yeah, he's tied with Brad Guzon for the best save percentage in the league. Faced seventy-seven shots on target, only allowed mm-hmm. six, or has saved sixty of them.
0: That proves, you know, you're speaking right to my point, you know. And so people, you know, people in the East, I don't want to sound mean, but they're a little slow, <laughs> a little bit. And so they go, well, it's got to be Turner because they're in first place. They're the best team yeah. in the league. That means their goalie's the best. No, it doesn't. It means that they've got a really talented team. They score a lot of goals, uh-huh. but he's not putting up the numbers anywhere near what Tyler Miller is. So Yeah, Matt, that, Turner's, and-
1: Matt Turner's played one more game than Tyler Miller and has allowed mm-hmm. – I'm looking at it, trying to do the math. He's allowed eight more goals than him.
0: Yeah, but he's the best because he's in the East and because their team's in first place. And so, he
1: plays for the U.S. men's national team and does well for them. You know what? It's because
0: you got a lot of people that get involved in some of these uh, polls and decisions that don't really know what they're doing. So, um, yeah, it just it's it's irritating. But you know what? That happens in every sport, every poll, no yeah. matter you know. Coaches polls, fan polls, player doesn't matter. It happens, so that's that's exactly why it's that he should be in the conversation, seriously in the conversation. But there's people that just think it's about what place your team is in, and it's not. We didn't mention that we're talking about goaltenders. Who's the best goaltender? Not who's the best goaltender on a first place team.
1: So when I put the question together. When I mm-hmm. thought of the question, I'm like, ah, oh, this will be an interesting conversation. I don't think he's up there right now. When I went into that question, I didn't think he was up there. But then looking then at the stats and looking at the numbers, a I'm like, dive. Yeah. holy crap. Yeah, he's legitimately yeah. having a really great season as a goalkeeper. And it's just getting overshadowed because Matt Turner con- deservedly is playing for the U.S. men's national team because he's one of the best shot stoppers nice. in the goalkeeping pool. Yeah. But he's a good goalie. He's also playing for one of the best teams in the league, but he's also not having numbers-wise as good of a season as Tyler Miller is. Yeah, so,
0: and and you you're absolutely right. So, and I started looking at that too. It was around the all it was just shortly after the All-Star breaks. So I remember we talked about it and I said Tyler Miller had to be next man up if they were going one deeper. And then I started looking at the stats and I'm going, well, yeah, hell yeah, he should be. So Why isn't he um, number 1? Yeah, at this point. So, and I don't know what he's, you know, we don't know what what the word is around the league. What do coaches right. think of him? What do Players think of him. I don't know. He seems like a pretty good guy, seems like a straight shooter. You know, he's he, you know, LA, but LA for some reason didn't think he was the goalie of the future for them. And I don't know why.
1: Well, I mean, LAFC, they got rid of Tyler Miller and Walker Zimmerman thinking they could just replace him. Now look where they're at. Nashville's second in the Eastern Conference. Minnesota has one of the best goalkeepers in the league out of it. And LAFC are sitting out looking out of the play, <laughs> looking up at the playoffs right now, yeah, wondering good. how the hell do they get in and they can't yeah. find a way to stop other teams from scoring and they can't find a way to score themselves. But it's a whole a different fun, topic.
0: A lot of fun times for uh, soccer fans in LA.
1: <laughs> yeah. Both LA teams struggling mightily lately. We'll get to that in Gee. a second. Uh, Next up for Minnesota, as we mentioned, Wednesday match at D.C. United. They get to Mm -hmm. take on a team that has been flying this season under new management there. Uh, One loss, just one loss in their last five, 9-3-0 at home this season. Just three losses, no draws, nine wins at home this season. 6 p.m. pre-match show on ScoreNorth, uh, scorenorth.com, live.scorenorth.com, excuse me, and the ScoreNorth mobile app. 6.30 p.m. kickoff with Dan Terrar and myself, Join us for that. It's always fun uh, having you guys with us. Um, big match coming up on Wednesday, considering they might be playing Ramon Abilo, who's going to come off the bench prop, possibly.
0: Oh, no. Oh, what will no. We do? Right.
1: What, will, what, will, what will we do? <laughs> All four of his goals this uh, season in sparing time. Yeah. So, you know, he might <laughs> not have... the real storyline of D.C. No, no. He didn't and catch so... the sarcasm. Listening.
0: <laughs> it, was, it was a little thick. <laughs> the... Um... The thing about this is, you know, you can go back and watch some stuff on D.C. United, but it's not the same as seeing them like we have. We just saw Houston for a third time. And uh, so you don't know that much about them. I know they're better than Houston. Um, But when you look at just look at what they've done this year. Very some both teams have 37 points in the standings. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think Minnesota has a tougher schedule. I think the top to bottom challenges are a little tougher in the West than the East. Yeah. And so I think our thirty-seven points is probably a little bit more well earned than uh, than theirs is. So it's really kind of if you took hey let's take two teams, uh, you know that are you know middle of the pack in the east and one that's in the middle of the pack of the west and match them up, you might have picked these two teams. They're both at the same number of points in in their at this point in the season. So um, I think that this is one of those road games that you hope that Minnesota is prepared for it. Mm-hmm. I, I think that. It's a winnable match, no doubt. I don't think that the you know an, an equal team in the East should intimidate uh, a team at the same level in the West. And I think a lot of this one depends on who's playing. You yeah. know, I, I got a few questions about that, and um, that, would, that would go a long ways for me to decide whether or not this was a uh, something where they could you know go in and sneak out a point, or they could get three.
1: Yeah, we didn't even talk about the Emmanuel Reynoso thing from Saturday. I mean, yeah. just we haven't heard much because they've had, what, mm-hmm. one day of practice since then. Um, Emmanuel Reynoso kind of limping off, uh, holding his hamstring for much of the match until he was pulled off uh, in the second half. But, yeah, he had another great performance. But that injury thing is a question going into this quick turnaround game, uh, whether he plays or not. I haven't heard whether he will or not. Um, we'll probably hear here probably tomorrow or, mon- or Wednesday whether he'll play or not. But, yeah, that's... Yeah. It's all going to be yeah. dependent on who plays that, that match, but with how these teams played lately over the past two games, I like their chances.
0: Yeah. And we'll probably know Tuesday because I'm assuming that they'll have to have their travel, their travel roster together. Um, so if he's not making the trip, we might know Tuesday if he's going, but he's not going to play or is going to sit on the bench. We wouldn't know probably till Wednesday. So that's a big part of it. Um, I got to tell you, if he's healthy, I think there's a lot better chance of getting three points out of DC than if he's not in the lineup. So that's kind of where we're at right now for the rest of the season. And you want him to be healthy. And if you, I mean, I guess we know from what other teams do and what Adrian Heath usually does. If you've got a midweek match, you know, sandwiched in between two Saturday matches and you've got a player that's uh, got a little niggle, as he says, um, Adrian very rarely takes him along. So, I mean, and especially
1: I mean, if it's an Eastern Conference opponent where that's yeah. going to count a little bit less against your standings <clears throat> yeah. uh, than a Western Conference opponent will, I mean, don't risk it, especially no. if you <laughs> have FC Dallas coming up on, uh, at the weekend.
0: Right. I, I would be, at this point, if we found out he was making the trip, I would be surprised just if he's if he's even going along, unless yeah. he's going along because they're a little worried about some depth up front. So Absolutely. Um, I would be surprised if, if he makes the trip out to uh, the nation's capital.
1: And then coming up uh, before we speak on this podcast next Monday, mm-hmm. uh, the Loons travel down to Dallas this Saturday, October 2nd, 6.30 p.m. pre-match that time, 7 p.m. kickoff on Saturday. Also, you can hear us on Score North on AM1500, live.scorenorth.com, and the free Score North mobile app. October already? October already, what, man. Uh, what what this the we hell went happened
0: September? Oh my gosh. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, wow. soon enough we'll have we'll have the, the U.S. men's national team rosters for the next uh, international window, which is coming up here pretty shortly. Uh, but for FC Dallas, five-match winless run. They fired their coach recently. Uh, <laughs> haven't beaten Minnesota Perfect. this season. 1-0 loss at Allianz Field, 1-1 draw down in Dallas. Um, but Ricardo Pepe up there for golden boot winner as he's got a handful, a bunch of goals this season. I can't remember the number exactly off the top of my head. I think it's 11 if he didn't score this last weekend. I'll have to check. Um, But Ricardo Pepe will absolutely be one to watch um, coming up this weekend at Dallas.
0: If if Minnesota, um, if if I'm anticipating correctly, that Reynoso is not seriously injured, but they will probably rest him and not send him to D.C., and if he's 100% down in Dallas... Uh, I think that this team has a chance. And, and you know, if, if this club wants to battle back and, and be a contender for home field advantage in the first round of the playoffs, they almost need to get two road wins in a row here. Absolutely. And and, and that and that's like you're going, eh, come on. nobody, Hardly anybody does that in the MLS. But if this team wants to be in the top four and get home field advantage in the playoffs, I think they need to get, you know, back-to-back road wins and I think the Dallas one is definitely doable it's just a matter of what resources they throw into the Wednesday match at DC and you know how how well they they play as a team but you know what you go in there with Tyler Miller you go in there with the outstanding back four defensively and you know unless they have a really bad night they're going to keep you in it and keep it at least a one goal match up till the end so you got a shot. So this could be a big week. You know, we've talked about that before, how if they do this, this, and this, it's going to be a great week. It'd be, so <laughs> this has the potential to – there's more upside to this week than downside. You know, if yeah. they if they win in Dallas and, and lose in, in D.C., that's okay. They'll feel like that's that's been a good week. If they win them both, the upside is huge. The downside, eh, I'm not so worried about that at this point. So a uh, chance to make a huge move in the West if they can – put together a couple of road wins.
1: Absolutely. And then if you get both of those wins this coming week, but by the time we talk next, they could have doubled their, their road victories for the season. And that would be yeah, it's asking key. a lot. <laughs> it would be absolutely key going down this final yeah. stretch, these final nine games of the season. We won't do predict the rest of the schedule this week. We'll do it next week when there's only seven games left. Okay. Uh, cause we did it so recently, but we might have to do it week in and week out uh, based off of the games for the rest of the season, just cause it's a fun segment. Um, And yeah, uh, yeah with how much things can change from game to game over these last set or nine games. Might need to. I mean, just based off what we learn each game going down the stretch here. Uh, now, time for look across the league as we now take a dive around MLS from the weekend. Uh, let's go to the results here. We'll talk about the coach firing here in a little bit. LA Galaxy now make it seven matches without a win after they Ooh. lose two nil at Austin FC. Quick question: Are the Galaxy crap? Yeah, they are right now. <laughs> they and can't I don't, beat I, Austin. Come on,
0: and I Austin. Don't see- Yeah, I don't see what's going to change. I mean, at this point in the season, eh, man, I'd be shocked if they turned it around suddenly and and won four or five in a row and made a run. I I don't think it's there. I think they're They're doing
1: this with everybody healthy too. Yeah, right,
0: right. They're they're not you know they've got their star scorer back, and and so um, there must be some serious dysfunction going on
1: somewhere in that club. I don't know what it is, but it's not good. It seemed like for the longest time. Uh, Greg Vanny was going to be up there for Coach of the Year awards oh, just based boy. off the quick turnaround that he – brought to that LA galaxy organization yeah. that has really struggled over the past couple years. You might and... be
0: firing number seven before the season's <laughs> over.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's, that, got, it's... that
0: went south fast.
1: Yeah. It, it really has gone south for them. We'll get to the standings here in a little bit. Portland pile six on rail salt Lake. They climb above the galaxy in the standings, Portland now on a six match unbeaten run, but six against rail salt Lake. I couldn't believe how many goals were just flying in. Uh, you really hate to see David Ochoa just give up that many goals. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's too bad. I would say
1: that Mr. Ochoa has been humbled a little bit. I would, would hope so. You would think but he he's he let in a hat enemy. trick the other the other week against San Jose and he goes, "Nah, it wasn't really a hat trick because that that last goal was on me. I let that like I scored that one on myself. Like, dude, give it up. You gave up a hat trick, that's, man." That's how you stop score goals.
0: That's how you score oh. goals when the goalie the goalie makes a mistake and doesn't it stop it. That's called a comment.
1: goal. Yeah. It was such a stupid yeah. comment you can tell he hasn't
0: learned anything. No, he's not he's not the brightest bulb on the uh on the tree. So no. um yeah, I I don't know what's that just blows my mind and cuz that's not a club that whether they're having a good year or a great year or just a so-so year, they they don't get blown out like that, so. No. Portland, no, you know if if that's a sign of what's to come for Portland Again, things are going to get pretty interesting here in this in the next four weeks.
1: Thankfully, Minnesota don't have to play them for the rest of the season. Yeah, let's be
0: done with that. More <laughs> Texas,
1: more might Texas. have to play. Might have to see them in the playoffs should the teams make it that far. But yeah, it's uh, Portland looking mighty dangerous at the right time of the yeah. year to look mighty dangerous. San Jose Earthquakes they beat LAFC two nil. Now three points behind Real Salt Lake for the final playoff spot. Uh, are LAFC they are really struggling lately. Just, it is not looking good as Bob Bradley's contract is winding down. Carlos Vela's contract is winding down. They already shipped off Diego Rossi. What are they going to do with Brian Rodriguez? Uh, They got some other guys that want out at this point. Like, it's, LAFC is going to be a completely different team this, or next season. It's going to be interesting to see what happens to them over the winter.
0: They need to be. Can you imagine being a uh, soccer fan in LA? Oof. And you're going, you know, and you're going to have a favorite, either the LAFC or the Galaxy. Yeah. And you've had some superstars rolling through there. You've had success. And then if you're, you know, if you're a Galaxy fan and and they struggle, you jump on board with LAFC. You got two teams. Can you imagine the, the agony right now that Los Angeles soccer fans are going through? They've got nothing right yeah. now. It's, nothing.
1: It's not going well. I mean, LA Galaxy are in the playoffs for the moment, but they could drop out. Because it's well, not a very fall drop off, or not a very far drop off no. to get out of the playoffs at this moment in time in no, the Western it, Conference,
0: and they're moving in that direction with a lot of speed. So yeah. <laughs> it's a tough one.
1: They've got a negative five goal differential at this point, and they used to be one of the teams that wow. held a home playoff spot. Yeah, so, yeah. Chichahuo,
0: uh, Chicha, what?
1: <laughs> wow. All right, so the last game that we he's want to not, look at, he's not, he's not playing hundred percent healthy, is he? Uh no, I would I imagine so. not. I don't uh, think so
0: because he'd at least be scoring a few goals if he was healthy. You would think so, yeah. With I, with yeah. the rest
1: of the talent he has around him, at yeah, at yeah. LA. So I'm, I'm
0: guess I'm guessing he's got he's dinged up a bit and not playing yeah. healthy. So
1: last match from the Western Conference that we want to focus on: Seattle Sounders bossed their way to a two-one win at Sporting Kansas City. Seattle now climb back atop the Western Conference. So yeah. overall, that means the standings look like this: Seattle on forty-eight points, Kansas City forty-six. Colorado 45, Portland 40, LA Galaxy 38, Minnesota 37, Real Salt Lake 36, and the rest of the Western Conference 33 points are LAFC, Vancouver, and San Jose, and then the Texas teams are 27 and below.
0: Seattle kind of putting a stamp on that move back to the top spot with a win in a very tough place to win. And,
1: and they have a game in hand on Kansas City so they can make yeah. a a two-point gap into a five-point gap real quick.
0: Yeah, so it's it's really if Seattle can stay consistent down the stretch, the West will be theirs. But mm-hmm. as we know, so often uh, you stumble, you stumble just a little bit, and somebody's going to be right there. So, but yeah, I, I think we've both agreed on that. Seattle's the the best in the West here for a while, even when they slipped out of first place for a, uh, a quick second. But I think they're the, I think they're the team to beat in the West, and will be when the playoffs start.
1: For I I totally agree. Seattle they've shown their resilience this season. They showed that they can do it without Jordan Morris. They showed it for basically the entirety of the season. They don't need Nico Ladero to help them out. Raul Ruiz just keeps on scoring goals and bunches for them, and yeah. they just keep finding pieces from their academy at this point. Seattle, definitely the team to beat in the Western Conference. As for Minnesota, how this, how this all shakes out for them, they now sit in sixth place behind LA Galaxy on one point. They do have a game in hand on the Galaxy in Portland. Portland sitting in that final home playoff spot, just three points above Minnesota, but due to tiebreaker rules, Should Minnesota win on Wednesday and draw even with Portland on 40 points, Portland would sit above them because of games won this season. Minnesota would be just a game shy of them for games won. So Minnesota, the game in hand, they could draw even with Portland and make that race for the final playoff spot, home playoff spot. Very interesting should they get a win on Wednesday.
0: Yeah, and like I said, I think LA Galaxy is really uh, on the way down, so I, I don't think that that's – I think we have a really good chance of surpassing them by the end of the week, but Portland's going to be tough. They're not going to go away easily, and no. and this is why you know it's going to come down to that last Sunday of the regular season, Decision Day. And, they're, I they're you know, it's what you'd hope for is that on Decision Day there'll be multiple playoff spots on the line. There'll be uh, at least one – Home field advantage, playoff spot yeah. on the line, maybe the top of the conference, and that bye in the first round of the playoffs will be on the line. You know, if you get a, if you get a couple of those scenarios true, it's going to be a great end of the regular yeah. season. And I don't see why at least a couple of those scenarios won't be uh, won't be hanging in there at the end of the year.
1: Yeah, those uh, scoreboard updates in the middle of the game will be <laughs> very interesting over the it final nine weeks does. of the season.
0: It gets fun. I, I, yeah. I look forward. I look forward to that final weekend of the regular season every year because it's always exciting.
1: And we'll be out at LA Galaxy for that final game of the season. How about so that? That'll about be that? very interesting. Should these two teams stay around each other in the standings? Would, and... Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be
0: great if that game came down to a Minnesota win and Minnesota Ooh. gets home field advantage and could knock LA out of the playoffs?
1: That was. I'm very saying right fun. now that could be a scenario. I mean, is, is that going to be one of be your great. write that downs? Is that a perfect transition to our next segment? I'm writing it down. You're writing it down. <laughs> All right. Well, well let's... wasn't but... Let's it jump wasn't. right into Write That Down. If you haven't been following us all season long, Write That Down as our segment where we each make three soccer-related predictions. At least one of them has to be a Minnesota United-related prediction. We'll keep track of the correct predictions throughout the year. We'll call them goals, and most goals at the end of the year wins the golden boot. But first, before we start making our predictions, it's time for a little accountability session, Dan. You ready for this? Oh, Let's do it. it. You muted your mic there for a second. Interesting results oh, here. Yuck. Not a good week for you. Oh, man. Pretty I damn good cheating.
0: week for me. I got to start cheating or something.
1: Well, you tried that and it still didn't work. I All wasn't right. cheating. That was playing defense. <laughs> All right. Here's what you said last week. Tyler Miller will get, a win, get the win and make three or less saves. Well, he got the win, but he made eight saves on the evening. You yeah, said work. in response to one of my predictions, Darwin Quintero, if he starts, will score or assist. Well, he didn't do that. Then he said, Minnesota versus Houston will score three goals. They'll get two yellow cards, and Houston will score one or less goals. Minnesota scored re- just two goals.
0: Do you realize I went zero for three? How close that was to being three for three?
1: Yeah, really close. <laughs> I mean, I mean,
0: if, if Minnesota plays better in the second half, Tyler Miller doesn't have to make eight saves. I might have gotten the first one. The second one, Darwin Quintero had opportunities. Mm -hmm. All he had to do was finish (laughs) one. Um, And then the last one was right on. They just needed one more goal. And and how they didn't score three goals, I don't know. Anyway, so I'm just saying there's a fine line between me having three red lines as opposed to how close it was to being three green. It's very frustrating.
1: So then I said last week, Seattle will beat Club Leon in the League's Cup final uh, on Wednesday night. It did not happen. Club Leon won. Seattle kind of fumbled all over themselves. Uh, once again, another MLS team fumbling over themselves in a final against a Mexico or a Liga MX side. So, yeah. Disappointing night for MLS that night, despite Don Garber. Ooh, I didn't mention this and look across the league. Uh, Don Garber was on the ESPN broadcast at halftime. Uh, talking about the new Leagues Cup format and discussing what that means. He was also with the Liga MX commer- oh. Commissioner on that broadcast. Okay. Taylor Twelman, the last question he asked, um, with the Leagues Cup coming to basically being played in Las Vegas in 2023 from basically then on out, uh, Taylor Twelman said, well, what about MLS team in Vegas? And Don's like, well, we want one. We don't know if it's going to be by 2023 or not, but it's definitely going to happen. Oh, basically okay. confirming that MLS mm-hmm. is going to be in my birthplace, Las Vegas, and I cannot wait.
0: That'll be good. Yeah, that'll be fun. It's it's good when it's kinda of fun when interesting things happen at halftime of matches. So
1: <laughs> It just makes sense also. MLS going to uh Las Vegas. You've seen how well it works for yeah, the WNBA, for the NHL. I mean, just make it the the NFL at this point, the Raiders are there, yeah. Just Get more professional sports teams in Vegas. Uh, I did get two correct last week. I said Darwin Cantero will start against Minnesota on Saturday, but not score or assist. He didn't. And I said Minnesota will beat Houston on Saturday night with a clean sheet. Nice. And they very narrowly got away with that one, thankfully. I got I
0: to give you respects. Calling a clean sheet is a well-earned point. Um, calling that Darwin would not score a point, that's just <laughs> being wishful. So that's why I countered that one. It didn't work, but whatever. <laughs> All right, forget so, about that. That's over. Let's move on. So
1: it means the record show. Okay, that's show. enough of that. Let's move on.
0: <laughs> Let's get to this week's picks. Yeah, everybody sees hey, it. Hey.
1: Everybody's Everybody sees it. For 23 <laughs> weeks on this show, I was sitting below you in the standings. Yeah, now yeah, this is my time whatever. to shine 16 whatever. goals on the season of year 14. Yeah, my long great. game has played off so well at this that's point. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so now let's get to our picks this week you went first last week so i will go first yep. this week i'll Bring give you the it. opportunity to counter what i say oh i will we'll pull my oh I we'll pull will. my picks for this season my minnesota united related one has to do with minnesota but uh sort of sort of in a roundabout way ramon Avila, he will play against minnesota on wednesday oh, but just this. like darwin cantero he will not score or assist Good luck, Write man. that
0: down. Write that down. I'm not touching that. I'm
1: not touching that.
0: I'm not I knew you were going to try
1: and counter mine, I, so I had to come up with one that you would not, not counter.
0: No, nah, I'm not touching that one. I don't know. <laughs> anything to do with that guy. <laughs> All right, so I'm just going to be plain and simple, flat out. Minnesota at D.C. United on Wednesday. Minnesota will get the win. I'm just going to throw right. it right straightforward, no uh, no smoke and mirrors, they will win. Write that down.
1: They will beat DC United on Wednesday. Yes. Write that down. All right, we got another match, uh MLS versus Liga MX match. This time in the Campiones de Campeones Cup, the champions of each league. Cruz Azul will beat Columbus in Columbus. I believe that game is Wednesday night. Write that down. Columbus haven't really been good this year as the defending champions. They are currently yeah. out of the playoffs or playoff spots in the Eastern Conference, which is surprising considering how much they stacked up on talent in the off season. So write this down. Cruz Azul will beat Columbus on Wednesday night in the Campeones State Campeones Cup. All right. Write that down.
0: Cruz Azul will win by a shutout against Columbus.
1: <laughs> Clean now sheet. You just, now you're just trying to score off of my, my goals Duh. That doesn't help you draw closer. Just keeps the separate. It just keeps. <laughs> I'm getting points. Right. They'll get a clean sheet. All right. Final one for me for the evening, Vancouver and San Jose currently sit even with LAFC on points in the standings, Vancouver and San Jose, write this down. Dan will finish above LAFC in the standings to finish the season. Vancouver and San Jose, San
0: Jose. Hmm. All to right. Finish
1: above LAFC in the standings at the end of the season.
0: At the end of the season, okay. You're trying to bank some points in the very end again, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I am. A, I'm going to stay with the current. Wednesday, LA Galaxy will lose a third straight match at Real Salt Lake. Oh. So they will be. They will go. They will lose three in a row. I, I think they're just in. I think they're just done. There's something very wrong tumble. there. Yeah, I think they're I think they're falling down the stairs, and uh, there's a lot of stairs left to go. So, um, <laughs> LA Galaxy will lose Wednesday at Real Salt Lake. Write that down.
1: All right, write that down. That has been write that down for this week. That has also been Loon Talk for this week. Thank you for listening, Dan. Good stuff this week. We will talk to you on Wednesday. All right, go Loons. Go Loon should be a fun one. Join us over on ScoreNorth on AM 1500, live.scorenorth.com, and ScoreNorth mobile app to listen to all Minnesota United matches. We will bring you those throughout the rest of the season and the playoffs should the team get there, and it looks like they're well on their way. We will talk to you later this week as well as on Monday right here on Loon Talk. Loon fans, talk to you later.